Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herichu with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, after yesterday's big sell-off that we saw to start off the week after the shortened holiday weekend, or the long holiday weekend, I should say, our futures this morning looked like we were going to have a pretty solid open across the board for our major indexes. Our markets did sell off into the morning, but it looked like they were trying to stage a comeback. Bulls trying to get back in control just wasn't enough. After about midday, the Bears took control. Ultimately, our major indexes finished at their lows of the day today. But in our view, there's a lot of positives to be taken from that. And primarily that after a sell-off like this, where you've seen the NASDAQ now in correction mode, down 10% from its November highs. Well, after those periods, even if we fall a little lower, they're followed by big moves higher. And that's what we see coming here. Our markets are entering extreme oversold territory now, which at both extremes, that's when things tend to happen, when big reversals take place. So now that we have seen this, this correction take place here, uh, we're looking for a capitulation-esque event, whether it's a washout uh, that gets investors extremely bearish, which we're already working on. Sentiment levels dropped significantly in the AAII last week. Uh, looking for that reading here tonight. We'll certainly be reporting on that tomorrow here as well. That's going to be an important one. Bulls fell something like 7%. Last week, if you get another reading like that, it'll be one of the lowest bullish readings in almost since uh, the March lows of 2020. So if we can get something like that in an event that takes us to that level, that's when we want to go aggressively long based on the VRA investing system. As long as you know we can find the right areas that line up well with our system, we're seeing some good looking trades opening up right now, which I'll get into some of them here today. But on the sentiment note, there is so much fear in this market right now. It is reflecting somewhat in the sentiment indicators, although I will say the fear and greed index, which is calculated a little differently, is still in greed mode right now, which we find very interesting. Uh, but whether it's inflation, what the Fed is going to do about inflation by raising rates possibly too aggressively into a major policy error, or a policy mistake from the Biden administration trying to force through some of these bills that no one is asking for. First of all, I mean, watching some of his press conference before doing this podcast, I mean, probably a mistake because it'll get you worked up if you watch something like that where you hear, I mean, just out outrageous things, right? Whether it's the federalizing of elections which again, nobody's asking for. You have to show your ID in places like DC, New York, California to get into restaurants to confirm your vaccination status, but you don't need an ID to vote. I mean, everybody knows it's not hard to get an ID. It's really not hard to go and vote. These are things that nobody's asking for, uh, but you can see how they're easily, quickly setting up here the potential to at least claim fraud on the upcoming midterms, midterm elections, right? We've heard a ton of Dems talk about it. Biden talked about it today that they're, they're basically setting it up. If they don't pass this federalization of elections type of bill, then they will say that they're, these elections were rigged, even though this only makes it easier to rig elections. We all see this. 
Uh, so it's just um, amazing to watch. Like I said, it gets you pretty worked up. Uh, but we'll focus on the markets here for my podcast today. Uh, but here's the, the, the good factor here that we're looking at. And that is that our markets love to climb a wall of worry, move higher. And that's what every single one of these issues is. They're bricks in our wall of worry. Uh, and we look for our market to climb here. In the short term, we still want to see probably a little bit, like I said, that capitulation-esque moment, that washout moment uh, before we feel like it, the, we're ready to act. But we're, we're finger on the trigger here, folks. We're ready to rock. Uh, Overall, you know our view, medium to long term, we remain extremely bullish here. Nothing has changed that view at all. But as far as the timing of a new entry here, we're looking aggressively right now. And a big reason for that is that we are just entering Q4 earnings season here. We were kicked it off by the big banks, which we've gotten some mixed reports here. But overall, as a quarter, we expect a strong quarter here from Q4 earnings and markets don't peak until earnings peak. We still see that as a long ways off here before we see earnings peak. But today we also had Bank of America, somewhat mixed results, uh, but saw loan businesses, which exactly what you'd expect. People are getting into houses. People are buying cars at elevated prices. So they need loans. Uh, so no real surprise there. Let's see if uh, what the final read was there. Yeah. I mean, we were up more on the day. Bank of America still finishing higher. Morgan Stanley also posting stronger numbers than expected was up nicely on the day as well. And then we had the semiconductor named ASML, which is, I mean, a massive company. It was down on the day on earnings, which is not what you want to see. Semis were down overall. But again, it's not the, the news that matters, the market's reaction to the news. But ASML, as far as medium to long term goes, I'm not going to say I dove into this company extremely deeply. But the earnings today, top line estimates were very strong, which is great to see from that group. And then for the rest of the week, we also have a lot of big names coming up here. Uh, tomorrow, we've got American Airlines. This evening, we also had United Airlines. So it'll be interesting to see how the airlines come back after the holiday travel season. And then on uh, tomorrow after the close, we have Netflix as well. So we'll start getting in to some of the big tech names here. We're really just heating up here for earnings season. We'll get into the meat of it over the next few weeks and we'll be reporting on all of that here. So on that note, let's take a look at how our market did react to that news today. Uh, Kip talked about this yesterday and after today's action, seems even more true. The trading just does feel heavy right now, whether it's from the internals or our major indexes, really not the readings you wanna see. Uh, and it does seem here that the biggest fear factor, the one I mentioned earlier, is what the Fed is going to do next from here. In our view, Kip talked about this yesterday as well, it's time to rip off the Band-Aid. Everybody knows they're going to try to raise rates. How far they'll get, they'll get is anybody's guess at this point. In our view, it won't be very far. But they shouldn't wait until the next meeting. They have It's like a, a week and a month away from the next Fed meeting. And... They should rip off the Band-Aid now, call a session that won't be televised, nothing like you typically see, but raise rates in between meetings. Just get it out of the way. Everybody knows it's coming. People are worried about it. Just get it over with already. Because rate hikes here at these levels do not concern us here at the VRA, and they shouldn't concern you either. 
If you tune in with us regularly, you know the reasons behind this. And the primarily one being is that tightening policy, tightening Fed policies, hawkish policies are not bearish until the end. So markets continue higher early in the tightening cycle and it isn't until the end of the tightening cycle that you really see it affect the markets. And overall, whether it's QE or lowering rates, uh, could be any of the above, QT even, quantitative tightening. Those things don't affect the markets until late, like I just said. And it really takes about a year for all of them to, to factor into the market as a whole. So we're still looking at an easy policy cycle until roughly a year after they do something. Uh, so overall, though, we'll see, again, how far they go with raising rates. Our view, long-term, rates are headed lower. We've seen it for the last 41 years in bonds, bond yields. Nothing but lower rates. That's a serious long-term trend, uh, one that we don't see breaking really any time here soon. But again, here's some more data to back up early tightening cycle um, what happens in the markets early in a tightening cycle. Going back to 1958, massive gains have followed initial rate hikes. The average gain for the S&P 500 in early rate, rate hike cycles is 67% over an average time frame of three years. I think there's only one scenario where over the next three years they weren't significantly higher. So, that's what we're looking at here. We're still early in the cycle, uh, so we have some time to go before it becomes a major concern for us here. But certainly it's been on the mind of investors, and we saw it today. As I said earlier, the rally was short-lived. Bears took control of the market on the day as we finished lower across the board and finished at the lows of the day. The Russell 2000 down 1.6% to 2,062. We were followed there by the NASDAQ down 1.15% to 14,340. Next up was the S&P 500 down just less than 1% to 4,532. And lastly for today, the Dow Jones down 0.96% to 35,028. I will point out today, as I mentioned earlier, the semis were lower and the semis led the way lower down 2.76% uh, for SMH, the semiconductor ETF. And that's another reason here that we're looking for a capitulation-esque moment for our markets. A washout would tell us that everyone's gotten too bared up and it's time for the next big move higher. We want to see that reversal in the semis. We haven't gotten that just yet. Looking at our internals on the day, similar story here. Earlier in the session, they were better and certainly better than yesterday. But the way we finished, only slightly better than yesterday. Still pretty ugly. Declining stocks, beating out at advancing stocks for both the NYC and the NASDAQ by 2 to 1 negative on the day. New 52-week highs to lows. Negative as well. We did finish better than yesterday where we saw 818 stocks hitting 52-week lows on the NASDAQ. We still had 769 stocks hitting 52-week lows today, so not much of an improvement. Uh, I will point out here, something we've talked about here often as well, that indicator has been manipulated so much by SPACs. The way they count them multiple times in there for the warrants and the contracts. So it's tough to get a real reading from that because of how they've been skewed with the SPACs, which are so many of at 52-week lows right now. So that's a, a big part of that reading but we still need to see this number improve here. And you want to see a lot better than, I think it was like 39 stocks 
uh, hitting. Let's double check that. Well, if I can get my system to load here. Uh, 38 stocks on the NASDAQ hitting 52-week highs. So you can't say it was all the SPACs. Uh, so we want to see a lot of improvement from that group. Looking at our sectors on the day-to-day, not, not what you want to see. Defensive sectors were the only ones positive. We finished with two out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Those were consumer staples and utilities. Our laggards on the day were consumer discretionary, financials, and technology. Actually, I saw this stat a few times today as well. Real estate was right after tech. And in, in early rate, rate, <laughs> rate hike cycles, actually... The two best performers are tech and real estate, two groups that we're very bullish on here as well. Uh, so interesting to see that data earlier today as well. Uh, finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. This is one area that we've been very bullish on and continue to be here. Got good action today from both the miners and the commodities themselves. Gold up $28 an ounce on the day or 1.58% to $1,840 an ounce. But the real story here is in the miners. Both the silver miners and the gold miners up huge today. GDX up 7.19%. Now just pennies away from its 200-day moving average here. Once we can get back above that level, and we're not at extreme overbought here either. We still got some room to run before we hit extreme overbought readings. Uh, so to get this group back above the 200-day moving average is what we want to see. Again, we remain very bullish on this group for 2022. Silver up even bigger on the day by 3.06% to $24.12 an ounce. And like I said earlier, the silver miners up even more than GDX, up nearly 8% on the day today. Have a little more work to do there than GDX to get back to its 200-day moving average but still has room to run on, uh, on before it hits extreme overbought readings. Copper up 1.46% to $4.44 a pound, another group we like a lot here. Oil now up just over half a percent to $85.27 a barrel. And lastly for today, Bitcoin now lower by about a percent and a half to $41,754 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.